Welcome to this week's episode of the Geek Offensive Podcast. This week we are uh, we're talking beer with uh, Daniel from Hoppyhead Productions and host of uh, We Are Adults. Daniel, thank you so much for being on, brother. Oh, it was fun getting drunk with somebody <laughs> besides my couch. <laughs> <laughs> We went through, what, six different styles here, so you can listen to me get gradually more and more buzzed. If you can't tell, I'm buzzed right now doing this intro. <laughs> but no, we went through a lot of fun subjects. We talked about beer industry, um, Reddit, like uh, incels and... <laughs> mall ninjas! And mall ninjas, all this, stu- all this fun stuff. Um, and like I said, Daniel was gracious enough to bring a bunch of different beers for us to try. It was a lot of fun. So again, thank you for coming on. I think you folks are going to enjoy this one. Um, I Dan- enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel, where can they find you, bud? Um, we're on uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Hoppyhead Productions, the easiest way to find us. Okay. Look for uh, our mascot, Sir Hoppyhead. Yeah, it's right on the cover of your uh, your yes. podcast. Yes, he, he, he's a hop that wears a monocle because he's classy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, why else would you wear a monocle? Yeah. I mean, there really isn't any other reason. Yeah. Just, just fashion-wise, there really isn't. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of the top uh, signals that you're classy. <laughs> uh, JPG, where can they find you? Uh, I'm JPG. I'm the owner of the Geek Say What Network, and uh, I am one of the hosts of the Ready Set Geek podcast, which is your starting line to geek culture. You can find us on the social medias at Ready Set Geek Podcast. And you can find me on Instagram at Justin Malari and on Twitter at Justin underscore Malari. The Geek Offensive has its own Twitter at Geek Offensive. As Jason said, this show is part of the Geek Say What Network. We have two other shows. He's part of Ready Said Geek. And we also have our twice a month uh, trivia podcast, Geek KO, hosted by Justin Madriaga, Ish, and Sam. You can find all of our shows on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, or wherever else you get your talking. Next shout out goes to Wayland Productions. They're our 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 associate producers uh, wow these these beers are hitting me <laughs> um, they are associate producers uh, you can find them at wayland.ws they share the space with us uh, help us out with the equipment they help us sound great and they have a brand new audio drama out on alpha so it's called we're live frontier please go support them next up our apparel sponsor jordandene.com jordan ellis runs a uh, geek apparel sponsor out of Uh, apparel shop out of Brooklyn, New York. Um, She's eco-friendly and she just helps you look nerdy. And we got a deal going on with them right now. If you go to their website, use the promo code GeekSayWhat, you get 20% off uh, your next purchase. So they make these awesome t-shirts. So make sure you buy one, you heathens. And lastly, Marley Rosner does all the original music for the network, so big thank you to him. Um... I just found out recently he's part of the uh, faculty at uh, Cal State Fullerton, so please sign up for the fall semester and take his class. I heard he's an easy A. <laughs> and make sure to weirdly weird reviews on uh, uh, ratemyprofessor.com. Hashtag geek offensive. <laughs> anyway, I really enjoyed this episode, not just because of the beer and that I'm buzzing pretty good, but because you were fun to talk to, Daniel. So thank you again. No, no, thank you for having me on. <laughs> uh, and make sure to rate, comment, and subscribe to join the offensive. Cue my music.
<laughs> oh, cheers. By the way, guys, I got a water in here. Cheers. That looks delicious. What is that? Danny, what is that? Are we recording? I, nah. I don't I don't need yeah. to tell you. Yeah. No. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So this is your first time on this show on the Geek Say What Network. So, yeah, we just start recording. Okay. <laughs> cool beans. So starting off with, and I don't know if I should have started with this one. This beer has won two years in a row the best beer in America. Ah. This one? Yes. It's okay. uh, Bells from uh, Michigan. They're two-hearted ale. It beat out what used to be the best beer in Pliny the Elder. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's one of those things where people would go and like hunts, scavenger hunts, basically to get Pliny. Yeah, Pliny was one of those that. Uh, don't get me wrong; it's an excellent beer, but for me, it got overhyped, especially since I used to work in the Bay Area when that hype was building. I would just get constant phone calls of like, "Hey, do you guys have it? Do you guys have it? When do you guys have it?" And then I'd say no, and then they'd get mad at me because it was clearly my fault for not having it. <laughs> Right. Um, I pretty much buy all my beer from the same place in Riverside. Uh, Is it El Cerrito? No, it's um, La Bodega. La Bodega. Okay. Oh, no, I've heard of that one. Um, And then they have a lady there, Kim, and a guy, Andrew, who helped me actually curate the supply that we have. And if I have anything I need, they'll take care of me. Yeah. But um, she gets the same thing, talking about people calling up. And it's like, well, when you're getting it. And it's like, when they give it to us? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I don't know. And you said they start yelling names. and. Oh, yeah. But uh, like Pliny was good and it didn't get bad. The problem is, is they didn't do anything different. Exactly. And everyone else stepped their game up. Is it still the same guy running the place? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I remember. Oh, you want to get right up on there? So I just remember like, um, and then this is years ago when I was still with BevMo. They, um, I guess they tried to work out a deal just to like have an exclusive for their stores. But the guy was just so difficult to work with because he's so protective of his recipes and he doesn't want to like let go of anything or change anything like he's just very protective right well like and that's a big thing with uh microbreweries they're very very protective of any intellectual property whether it's Mm -hmm. names of beers whether it's logos designs anything um right now um like stone brewing is in a lawsuit with cores keystone yeah because they in tiny tiny letters wrote key and then in huge letters wrote stone yeah and even on their billboards it's the same way yeah that's a, it's a monster to deal with since Coors owns them so they obviously have access yes. to lawyers <laughs> right and well and and unfortunately for Coors stone is probably one of the five to ten breweries that can compete lawyer for lawyer yeah because they don't just make beers, but they also distribute a lot of the beers around here in California mm-hmm. for smaller breweries yeah it's admirable well I mean by the way you brought like a friggin assortment of beers here for us to try folks i'm sorry in advance if we're just hammered by the end of this <laughs> i mean well no not if when well when yeah um, um yeah people should just start taking bets as to what minute yeah which let's see how many beers we get through we're just gonna count through them <laughs> it's, it's like the super bowl pool where you just pick a t- pick a t- numbers and if it's like <laughs> <Yes>. that time <laughs> So in the second in the second quarter, producer Justin is hammered. Yeah, <laughs> it's halftime. I don't think he's going to recover from that loss. <laughs> okay. Anyway, this is from Bell's called Two Hearted Ale. Yes, it's an American okay. IPA, standard deliciousness. Well, thank you, sir. Cheers. And then, did and you then, taste that through the glass, Jason? Quit being a dick. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, I know uh, listening to people drink beer makes excellent pod, but it's fun for recording. Yeah. I <laughs> I mean, 
I feel more comfortable, so y'all should feel more comfortable. I'm, I'm joking. If, if you but can, no. you should uh, go ahead and grab yourself a beer at this point, the world <laughs> listeners. Yeah. Um, unless you're uh, at work, the, or if you have a, unless you have a cool boss, then go ahead and do that. Or, yeah. Or, or if you're driving, just put it actually, in a sippy cup. Actually, Jason, if you just want to grab, come in and grab one of these real I might. quick. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I don't want you to feel like completely left out. But you're 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 a connoisseur. I'm assuming like uh, you frequent uh, all these. Uh, beer festivals and like you run a studio called hoppy head productions if i'm not mistaken right yes yes we do um originally our goal there was just to be a beer only mm-hmm. podcast but uh-huh. we uh went nope. <laughs> <laughs> no uh, that one's you oh is it Wait, is yeah this one okay. am i just taking both just take it yeah all right, cool all right yeah <laughs> we, we we have options but um originally our plan was to just do hit do hit up a brewery once a month Mm-hmm. Get drunk, talk about the beer, talk about the brewery. But then my partner Sean decided he uh, didn't want to be uh, part-time, low-level. He decided to get a promotion and ended up being uh, relocated to Ohio. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes recording a little tougher. <laughs> yes, so it's a uh, it's a little also a little bit harder to go to breweries together. Yeah, and Sean is your co-host on the yes. Yeah, we are adults. We are adults. Yeah. Question. Yeah. <laughs> we are adults. Yeah. Sure. No, I feel, after I turned 30, I was just like, I should be an adult by now, right? Still don't feel like it. When you, when you hit 40, it doesn't change. No. <laughs> and and if anything else, you just care less. Mm. Like uh, one time I took my uh, mom out for uh, Mother's Day this year, actually. Okay. And my dad rolled out wearing the best dad outfit ever. <laughs> he was wearing a plaid sweater mm-hmm. with camo cargo shorts with sandals. That's so, and socks. That's so dad. See, in my younger years, I would have ridiculed that man. But now I envy him because I want to get to those levels of I don't give a fuck. Right. I think <laughs> I think he's more zen with his outfit than Buddha would have been. <laughs> so you guys were going to be a beer-centric uh, podcast. And then, but I listened to the last couple. It's uh, branched out a little bit. How did that happen? Um, we kind of have a lot of varying interests outside, you know, that a lot of people don't know, I guess, that mm-hmm. we do. And uh, we tend to also share a lot of the similar interests when we're almost uh, a hive mind. Oh, yeah. I feel I feel like craft beer and, like, being a nerd kind of goes hand in hand. <laughs> right. And that's where you get places like uh, Bottle Logic that they have, you know, they very tie into the nerd culture. They had a Harry Potter day where they made a bunch of Harry Potter-themed beers and they have Star Wars stuff there. And Oh, yeah. You know, they're very big into the um, Tesla stuff. Oh, I, didn't, I haven't seen that one. It's been a minute since I've been out there. Yeah. I saw. I think I saw them at the. Uh, what's that one they do out here? Brew ho ho. Oh, brew ho ho. Yeah, yes. I think that was the last time I like had anything from them. It's been a while. Yeah, if you go to the brewery, they have a lot of like sci-fi art on the wall, and their beers are kind of named after um, sci-fi stuff or like old old monsters. Like they had like a series where it was like the creature from the Black Lagoon and the Invisible Man and stuff like that. Hmm. And then, um, wait, are you, I forgot, are you based out of uh, Inland Empire? No, uh, right here. Riverside. Riverside, okay. So you were doing like a, a brewery a month. How long did that go for um, before I, it started branching out into other? Um, we, well, we went to do the brewery thing and he kind of was getting ready to move. So we kind of put on hold the podcast for about a year. So oh, we, okay. So we never recorded, but we just, you know, kept all the names. You know, the internet people like to steal things. Because as, as a matter of fact, we uh, I was looking one day and we came across another podcast, the We Are Adults show. Oh. Then they were but, like four episodes deep. and I think maybe But they, did they have the uh, question mark? 
is no, the thing. No. That's but, probably the way they justified it. Yeah, but they, it. they did four episodes and then stopped, so maybe they saw us, hopefully. Okay. They saw our muscle power at like 50 episodes at the time. Well, I got to commend you then, because it's hard to stop a podcast and then start it up again. I've gone through that like when I was dealing with this show. So it's hard to even... It's One, it's already hard to keep it like regular. Then it's even harder to like start again once you've already stopped. <laughs> right, and he's kind of a guy that uh peer pressures me in a good way i guess because if i get a little lazy he's like come on let's we got to do this we got to do this and i'm like all right fine let's do this but then sometimes i'm the one there pushing him too a little bit because he was the one originally like in ohio he worked three days a week didn't have any family so he's dude let's do this podcast i'm like all right fine let's do it and now i'm the one i do most of the research he does the editing so Mm -hmm. if you like the topics yay me but if you uh, think the show sounds like crap then that's all him (laughs) <laughs> it's all Sean's fault. It's all it's all somebody's fault. <laughs> I'm gonna throw him to the bus here. <laughs> but you guys record through Skype, right? Yes. How do you is that? Uh, do you find that more difficult? Because for me, like um, having you here is really advantageous. Because it's like, okay, not only are you just here in person, I can kind of like read you as opposed to just hearing you. I think the fact that we knew each other for five or six years uh-huh. at least before we did the podcast. Oh, okay. So that okay, you already have the dynamic; it's built in. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So yeah. we kind of know that we don't have to play it safe with each other. We also know that someone's going to make a point. That <laughs> we get to step all over it. Yeah. With some of the topics you guys chose, I'm like, okay, you guys are pretty comfortable with each other. <laughs> but yeah, yeah okay. we've uh, we've shared many a hotel room together. Okay. Including in San Francisco, so. <laughs> Castro district? No. <laughs> no, man, we're not. Well, actually, we we couldn't afford to stay in San Francisco, so we did what all the rest of the peasants do and uh, just stayed in Fremont and took the BART. Yeah, it's getting ridiculous out there. Yeah, so I used to live out there, and that's where my love of like beer started. That's where I learned everything, learned everything about the business, and like spent seven years with Bevmo, just pretty much being the beer guy at all those stores. Um, basically, whatever there was a rep that they would. Uh, Basically, just talk to me. Um, but, uh, no, okay, so you've done, do you used to do, like, a, a brewery per show? Like, is there any one in particular that you'd highly recommend around here? Um, the one that I would highly recommend out here is Phantom Ales. Oh, I've been there. Yeah, really great spot. Amazing food. Mm-hmm. Amazing beer. But then they also do meads and ciders. Mm-hmm. And when you're drinking their mead, you get something that's upwards of 10 to 15% and it tastes like you're drinking uh, fruit juice. Yeah, I remember having to take a cab home. So. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those places you can drink till you can't feel feelings anymore. Mm-hmm. But that's the usual trend with me for like any craft brewery. It's like, well, I've had like five. I need a cab. Get me out of here. <laughs> right. And my wife doesn't drink. So when oh. I go to a place, I kind of have to find a way to bribe her to go. So oh. generally, generally food is a uh, key. Yeah, come on, honey. Let's. I'll, I'll get you dinner. <laughs> Pretty much. It's like, I'll feed you. And she's like, okay, I'm good. Let's go. I'll Fine. drive you. Because <laughs> he also knows that she has to babysit and me and drive me mm-hmm. everywhere we're going. So, <laughs> Well, where did your love of craft beer come from? Or is it beer in general? Does it is it any liquor? Like, what is it? Actually, when I was in college, you know, everyone makes that rookie mistake. I went to an Oktoberfest and I ended up drinking... Like, right around 240 ounces of beer in a very short amount of time. And to the point where I was literally crawling around the ground in public to go to the bathroom there. The part of me wishes I couldn't relate to you on that one. <laughs> I relate. I've totally been there. <laughs> I relate so hard. 
so, like this is the hardest I've ever related to you right now, Dan. It's just like, yeah, I'm a, been there. I'm a little man with big ambitions, <laughs> and when it comes to like a like just like a brewery fest in general, like I don't know why, but I just I I like lose my mind. I, I pride myself in being a very like professional and like head on the shoulders kind of person. Like, man, I don't know what what it is about the, the those like unlimited tasters. I don't know what it is, but I think it also connects to like that's kind of how I am at like unlimited Korean barbecue. You kind of just answered your own question. Yeah, the unlimited <laughs> tasters. It's like, well, that's obviously going to lead to yeah to dumb to, stuff. Yeah. Well, if you're not drinking that much or eating that much, then your price per ounce is risen dramatically. It's like the Costco theory. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm just hey, it's it's all economics. I'm just making good sound economical decisions, folks. <laughs> right, but um one of the festivals that I go to that's actually my favorite one. It's called uh what is it? Sorry. Somewhere around here. <laughs> it's on the glass. A Frick Fest. I don't know why I just went total uh full retard on that, but it's a Frick Fest <laughs> in the, the Anaheim Packing District. Why does that sound familiar? It's the one that's yeah, right in front of the packing district, dude. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'll like have to go to that one. You know where like Umami Burger is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brewery. Yeah, they usually have it right there. Oh, okay. And they don't oversell. Okay. They get a lot of varying breweries in there, and then they also kind of issue a challenge to the breweries to make a themed beer to the event. Mm. So you don't just get the standard, which I kind of don't like about normal beer festivals. You go and you get, well, here's our IPA and here's our lager. And yeah. you go to the next one. Here's our IPA. Here's another IPA. Yeah. The next one. Here's our IPA, and here's our blonde. Here's a lager and an IPA. Has anybody said on the show yet that that the IPA for for like for bearded males is like the pumpkin spice latte for white women? Yeah, you haven't done that one on this show yet. No, we haven't. Okay, no. think about it though. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever? Uh, you said you. Oh, sorry. So it started with you at Oktoberfest. Right. Oh, yeah. You overdrank. <laughs> so then I, I had a drought for years, and then I kind of got back into, I guess, the marijuana of beer, the entry-level drug mm-hmm. of um, Newcastle and Guinness. Ah. <laughs> Newcastle used to be huge, but then it got uh, kind of taken over by all these craft brands that came out. R- right. Yeah. And that's, you know, people who drank Newcastle, Guinness, Heineken, mm-hmm. Stella, those are the people that are drinking craft now. Yeah. Because there's fresher beers. You can get like a brown or something similar that's a f- fresher. Right. It hasn't been sitting on the shelf at a grocery store, you know, with dust on it. Yeah, that's the thing I noticed about the crowd who drinks like craft beer. It's definitely just variety. They're always jumping to the next one, looking for that new like flavor rush kind of thing. Right. And in the beer craft beer industry, they have a term known as a whale. A whale? Which is a hard to get beer. Mm, okay. Best sound in recording. Oh. <laughs> but uh, so places like Bottle Logic where they, uh, oh, this is. What do we got here? This is healthy beer. It's vegan. <laughs> <laughs> beer beer can be vegan? Yeah. Yeah. I have two. Be- I actually have two vegan beers. Okay. Wait, wait. But like what's, what animal product is in beer in the first place? They just cut open a horse right before they <laughs> fill the barrel. <laughs> There's just, just like <laughs> there's just like a weird amount of beaver yeah like just 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 a yeah like oh, like i wouldn't have know. guessed either but yeah. here we are it, it's the yeast if i'm not mistaken it right? might be the yeast or yeah. the fact that you know the you know with anything else the fda allows a certain amount of you know rat parts in canned food so yeah. probably canned beer too <laughs> but i love spam so. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this is uh was it plant-based dripping from local craft brewery up local. in tehachapi 
Okay. Wait, where? Tehachapi. Tehachapi. Jesus, I can't say that. Tehachapi. Got it. Okay. Is that in California? <laughs> yes. Or in the United States? Yeah. It's in centralish California? High desert. Oh. Oh. Yeah, that's where my wife comes from. That's... <laughs> yeah, you don't yeah. want to go there. Yeah. That's well, why I mean, it's the perfect place because when you live out there, you're just drinking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, if you're not drinking, you're uh, probably on some other drug. Yeah, you, yeah, you're on something that is much more expensive and much more dangerous than beer. <laughs> I was going to say, let, less, less smiled upon and more frowned upon. <laughs> All right, well, let's give this one a shot. Cheers. So this one is a hazy IPA. As the sense you could, it's, not, it's unfiltered. It's like a wheat, more weedy-ish IPA. It almost looks like orange juice. Yes, and you want to get, like, from this one, you'll get more of a fruity, mm-hmm. citrusy taste as opposed to the... I've left my Christmas tree out no. too long, and I just want to drink the water that's in there now. No, absolutely. <laughs> that was, that's a weird description of IPA. I'm not an IPA guy, okay, necessarily. Okay, so uh, it, here's the thing in general with, like, wine, beer, liquor, any of those, like, people who, like, judge that stuff, you're going to hear a lot of funny descriptions, especially with wine. Because it's like, oh, I smell, uh, it's real earthy, kind of smells like barnyard, and you're like, What? <laughs> It, it smells like a forest after the rain. Yeah, it's like uh, I got some I got some nice leather in here. I'm like leather. What the fuck are you drinking leather for? <laughs> well, you get the same with um, yeah. like whiskeys too, where it's like oh yeah, uh, it, it, you can taste the leather and the charcoal, and it's like, are you just eating like furniture that was left out after a fire? <laughs> yeah, like what what did you have to do to get to the point to be this good at wine and this good at just tasting random things? Yeah, I'm like, how did you how do you know what leather tastes like? Like I have I own leather clothes, sure, but I've never just licked my coat. Yeah, yeah. like what's like <laughs> I, I have a room for that. Oh, what, well. <laughs> what sommelier boot camp did you go through? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's part of the Cicerone thing too, I think. Like when you hit like a certain level, you have to be able to like identify what's going wrong with it or something like that, right? Right, you have to be able to identify cuz like sometimes you get like um acidic flavors, different beer, like you get like I'm very hard to find a Hefeweizen that I like. Because Really? Because sometimes with Hefeweizens, when it goes bad, to me, it just tastes like baby vomit. Oh. And that's actually like a an effect of the brewing process going wrong. Okay. And then the other one is if you drink a beer and it tastes soapy. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's happened to me. Uh, it usually For me, that usually happens with like anything that's um, like high BUs, like really bitter like or hoppy. Right. Yeah. I get that a lot when it's... I, I can't tell you what beer it was but like i've definitely had that happen it's like the cilantro of of beer like i don't understand what's no happening. no no it's just something that goes wrong during the process and you it, you can tell when it's off right and it's like for the soapy it's either something as simple as they're just lazy and didn't rinse their lines mm-hmm. or the be- the yeast over fermented i've also had that happen when it was the the bar itself their lines weren't clear right you know like if they do a shit job of like um cleaning out even just their spout or somewhere in their line like it's gonna taste like shit but i've also seen enough bar rescue to know that i'd rather taste soap to know that they're at least attempting to clean out their lines yeah <laughs> give them some credit what <laughs> less lesser of the two evils <laughs> right there's not, the soap necessarily won't kill me versus that you know ebola or black plague that's sitting at the end of your tap for however many centuries <laughs> yeah uh, i'm only like entry level in the cicerone program so like when 
after I like uh, went through that whole cleaning lesson that they go through, I don't know if you're you're familiar with it. I want to do it. I just haven't gotten around to it. Okay. So there's this whole thing about how to clean your lines, clean your glass and all that stuff. So there was a good while after that where I was paranoid at every bar and I'm like, mm, just give me the bottle. Give me the, you got something in a can, something that's just sealed. Like I don't want your draft. <laughs> right. Well, I have a friend that uh, graduated with a uh, biology degree and he, when we would go out to eat, he would inspect everything looking for, you know, basically little signs of microorganisms living on his cup, his silverware. Yeah, especially in your glass. Like, when you know, when you learn the actual signs, you're like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's the dangers of knowledge, right? Like, like uh, there are certain things that I wish I would be blissfully ignorant about again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mentioned spam beforehand. I did look up what spam. Strangely, is. that one doesn't bother me. Re- I it, you know what? Like I still eat it, so, <laughs> so I can't. I can't really talk. I I can't really talk like it grossed me out or anything like that. But well, nobody's ever really died from eating, you know, properly handled spam versus somebody dying a horrible death from drinking a beer from an unclean tap line. Mm. Are there like statistics for that? Because now I'm terrified and interested. I mean, it's low, but it's, I'm sure it's happened. Right? Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, it's one of those things where people get food poisoning or anything like that. And most of the time they don't even know it. Yeah. yeah. It's like less than food poisoning, more than like crocodile attacks, I feel like. <laughs> right. <laughs> I feel like the crocodile attacks less likely, to be honest. The, then like the, shark attacks are low too, right? And, and it's a little, it's oh, less yeah, subtle too. Point. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Dang it. Okay, l- I'll think of another analogy. But no, the food poisoning analogy makes sense, just because it's something that's commonly consumed and it's you know real easy to get infected if whoever isn't taking care of their line or whatever. Right. Like, how many times have you gone out to eat and then like the next day you're just like, ah, my stomach feels a little weird, and then you have gas and then it goes away and you're like. I'm better now, but that was probably a really minor case of food poisoning, and you just didn't, your body fought it off, and you're cool. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm fine. <laughs> I got over it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, I've definitely, uh, well, okay, I guess I can do this since we're talking about beer. Full disclosure, folks, my day job, I work for Heineken. <laughs> I'm part of the sales team out here. And I remember this one story of uh, we were taking, we had one of the brewers from Amsterdam come out and visit us, and we took him to a local account that uh, had all our stuff there and uh, i'm not going to say what because i don't want to get him in trouble but um we had just done like a beer class with him and then when we got to the restaurant we all immediately got stuff from got something from the draft drank it and we're like something went wrong (laughs) (laughs) this is this is not the best case scenario it's like who takes care of this account and we had it's like really embarrassing when you have a bunch of people from that supplier and then like that supplier is just like oh you didn't clean your shit, did you? Maybe that's why our sales are down at this account. <laughs> right. It's, everyone's complaining on the reviews. It's like, the food is good, but all their beer tastes like ass. Yeah. They should get better beer in as opposed to they need to take better care of their equipment. Yeah. Because I guarantee you have, I feel like most, especially today, now that beer is so popular, you go to any small spot, like, you're going to be fine. You're going to find at least a couple you like. Right. And generally especially with breweries, because a lot of breweries also make root beer. And the brewing process is Wait, very... Wait, it's common that they do that? The oh, br- wow, okay. The, the brewing process up to a certain point is the same. Okay. And if you're... A lot of root beers are gluten-free, mm-hmm. unless you buy them at a brewery, because they're bar- basically brewed in the same containers that they brew the beer in. And they don't really care that much about the gluten stuff. Oh, okay. I've had friends who found out the hard way, that fact. Oh, okay. But um, if they, I heard that if you go to a brewery that has its own root beer... 
drink, get a glass of the root beer. And if it tastes bad, don't drink the beer. Ooh. Because it's it's much easier to make the root beer and ha- much harder to mess it up than it is for the beer itself. Oh. Interesting. I Life. love root beer too, so I, I, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm immediately going to start following that. <laughs> yeah, because there's a brewery by us, Wix. They make best root beer ever. Like you can taste the star anise in it, licorice flavors. Mm-hmm. And but the only problem is, is for whatever reason, the owner doesn't realize that when it's always sold out, that they probably should step up production. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, people want to pay you for this. Maybe you shouldn't be out of stock on it. Constantly, yes. Yeah. Danny, um, off air, we actually spoke a little bit about um, you know your love for the sincere garbage series that uh, that producer Dustin puts on here. Um, what was the movie that you were talking about that you wanted to run past him? So, you know, I'm going to go movie pitch style. Okay. Picture this. Let's do it. You got Rowdy Roddy Piper. Okay. Billy Blinks. In already. Action (laughs) action movie, late 80s, early 90s. Is this Frog one you're talking? No, this is a different different one. one. This is, is, um, I I lost the name of it, but yes, basically the cover is them, you know, running away from a helicopter that's exploding. Yeah, sold. Sold. (laughs) Yes. But yeah, so uh, Roddy Roddy Piper's acting skill is phenomenal. Billy Blanks, his uh, Tai Bo, I don't know how that would translate to martial arts in an actual movie. Uh, I, I, I just I've definitely for- I've definitely seen him in a few things. Like he he knows some stuff. I mean, good enough for film. I don't know how he'd do in a fight, but he he's flashy enough for film. I just got it for you guys too. Uh, it's called Back in Action. Oh, back in Action. Back okay. in Action. Yeah, that's the first one. Two There's men. N- there- oh- there was no inaction. It's just, it just no, goes it's just right back, to back in action. Two men have different <laughs> motivations. <laughs> Two men have different motivations, but the same goal when they team up and mount an assault on a powerful drug gang. <laughs> yeah, sold. What <laughs> and I'm willing to put a decent amount of money. I'm willing to bet the house that at some point in this movie, the line, I'm too old for this shit is uttered. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like any... Any movie with Rowdy Rowdy Piper, I'm sold. Because there was something about, like, I don't know if you can look this up real quick, Jason, but it's like Rowdy Rowdy Piper and there's, like, mutant frogs. I, f- I feel like I'm going nuts, but... I have no idea about yeah, that look, one. Yeah, look but that I, up. I'm, I'm looking it up. Yeah. So, uh, well, he's looking that up, actually. Um, I just wanted to, before I forget, mm-hmm. the first time I met you, I was shocked by how tall you were. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, no. do I sound short? No, no. Here's now I'm going to be self-conscious. What the fuck? No, no. It's, here's why. Okay. Because I didn't realize you were t- t- he was Tom Cruising you in every picture. What are you doing, Jason? In every picture on your Instagram post for when you record? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's taller than you. Really? Oh, oh no, it's because it's I'm, always, I'm always behind you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's because it's through the selfies, right? Yes. Yeah, because I always, you'll see later, but no, like, right. I, always, I always crouch down when I Right, do right. That. But that, that gave me no perspective on how tall you actually were because i've i've met him and i know he's not that tall. oh my god you you reverse tom cruise (laughs) this is amazing it's what i do folks i just kind of undersell it (laughs) (laughs) thanks a lot ladies you're like uh the rock taking the stunner you just sell it as hard as you can (laughs) oh that's funny i was just paranoid for a second i'm like how do i sound like short on air No, but it's to the Instagram. Okay, that makes sense then. <laughs> yeah, because you're always in the foreground. That yeah. makes so much more sense now. Yeah. Uh, but, well, I mean, after that, because <laughs> it was, uh, I want to say it was Comic-Con Revolution, right? Is that where I first met you? 
briefly like not this really? year, but last year briefly but i was yeah. like to the point where i was i wasn't sure who everybody was like we just said right. hi and then yeah it was really brief i remember that okay and it was up until the the mixer yeah that was recently, the we okay. kind of more talked and i listened to your show and knew who you were yeah also apologies because i was very drunk that night so <laughs> i think most people were yeah <laughs> if you weren't then you weren't doing it right yeah that's how i network folks i just get really hammered <laughs> uh justin <laughs> yeah you were not crazy. Oh, okay. Uh, Hell Comes to Frogtown is that's... a 1988 cult film that was created by Donald G. Jackson. That's it. That's the one. <laughs> the screenplay was written by Jackson and Randall Frakes. Uh, the film was directed by Jackson and R.J. Kaiser and stars professional wrestler Roddy Piper as well as Sandal Bergman Sekverell. Sec- I don't, I, I'm probably pronouncing that incorrectly. Uh, William Smith and Rory Calhoun. Yeah, there's... There's, it's like a Mad Max, Star Wars esque sort of pose for the, for, for the poster. This looks ridiculous. You need to see this. Yeah, that's why I'm like I'm positive. Like we need to, like he did a movie like that. Okay. So, so what I was gonna get? say at beer festivals, one of the things I learned is as you get different beers, they have rinse stations around of water, whether in jugs or whatever mm-hmm. their setup is. Yeah. You want to drink that water? Yeah, I do. That's, you know, I don't know why, for some reason I had that mental block of, no, I'll just dump it out and, no, and then I'll go pay for a bottle of water. Then it's like, wait, no, it, drink the water and you get a little, it's flavored water at that point. It's flavored water <laughs> and it helps kind of keep you, uh, from, um, crawling to the bathroom. Exactly. Um, it's, cu- it's cute when you're 21. It's not so cute when you're 42. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's, you're doing that in front of people's kids. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, what do we got? Up? So this one right here is actually science. Science. Okay, this is from Firestone. Um, it's called du- Luponic Distortion IPA Series Number Ten. Right. So this this basically is they're working out how to get fruit flavors without using any fruit. Hmm. It's only the blend of hops that's going to create the taste of the fruits. Okay. So in this one, they're promising, and I heard this was the best of the bunch so far. So this one's supposed to have a mango creamsicle taste, a pe- okay. with peach and ruby grapefruit, oh, awesome. just straight from the hops. Shoot, let's do it. Cheers. It's a little fruity. It's lighter than I was expecting. The peach ring, I get it really, really faintly, but right. it's there. Right. And it's not, like I said, it's not going to be upfront because they're not pouring, you know, actual the mm-hmm. sticky peach rings in the in a blender or something. Uh, yeah. It's not going to be like fruit juice. Valiant. Although I, I want to say Bottle Logic did that. Valiant actually oh, did, Valiant did, uh, it. Did, did peach ring before they, they sadly went out of business. Right. They did a watermelon one. They mm-hmm. did a few other candy flavors and it was pretty great as somebody who doesn't like fruit in their beer um i i i actually really enjoyed the peach ring one right this one like the peach ring from valiant you'd get peach and then beer this one is hops on the front and then as it's kind of sitting on your tongue a little bit you'll get the fruit mm-hmm. no but this is actually delightful actually good for like summer weather it's it's what the cool kids call a session ipa mm-hmm. god that that term exploded like right before I moved back down here to Orange County. Um, it was just they were trying to stick that every company was trying to stick that on everything, which basically just meant we're trying to convince you that you can drink a twelve pack of these without yeah. dying. <laughs> yeah, so you can you can buy like six of these. It's fine. You can buy, no right. problem, well, guys. <laughs> like uh, this one here only comes in at five point nine. I have another IPA here that's at twelve. Ooh, that see that those are the ones. Well, okay. When I go to a brewery, those are the ones I gravitate toward to because it's usually buying them in the store. It's pretty expensive, or it can't. It's starting to right. Um, 
and then uh, usually there it's like a special release or something like that. So, and I just need a taster of it. I don't need a whole twenty-two of it. <laughs> no, and that's yeah. the thing too is um, I'm glad a lot of breweries are moving away f- towards either canning beers or yes. like uh, the brewery itself is starting to move to smaller bottles, like three point three hundred seventy-five milliliter or five hundred milliliter bottles versus right. the um, full carafe that they used to sell. Because uh, you you can't crack open a full carafe of a beer that's twenty percent. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing folks probably don't realize. It's like, hey, the, all all these b- different beer companies they're, they're watching this. They're trying to figure out like how to give you that best experience, like away from the brewery. Right, like Stone just released the I think it's the third mm-hmm. um, collab that they did with Will Wheaton called Woot Stout. Woot Stout. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've gotten that. So, in the past, it's only been available in the 22-ounce. Right. This year, it's also in six-packs. Yeah. Like, because that 22 by itself, like, it, it's hard to drink that by yourself. You have to, like, share it with somebody. Right. Or just know that you're not going to get up off the couch for a while. Yeah, exactly. I always found that, like, uh, the 22s, like, it's like, it, you, you can't do it on your own, but, uh, like, if you crack it open with another person, it's not enough for either of you. That's, that's why you bring two. Yeah. That's, okay. No, that's and then the, the problem keeps multiplying. It's like, oh, shoot. Well, we need three. Well, we can't finish three. Let's bring another person. Yeah. Well, now it's not enough. Well, now it's yeah. <laughs> and and it's, it's not so bad if you get really drunk when you're not alone. <laughs> and um, there's an episode of The Simpsons where Marge does the test to see if Homer's an alcoholic. And it's like, does he hide beers? And there was one like hidden in the tank. There's like six pack in the tank of the toilet. Holy shit! That you're reaching back. That's an old one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I remember that. But he then, <laughs> but then ultimately that. the question is, do you drink alone? And his reply is, and it doesn't work for me. Does God count? <laughs> Homie, do you drink beers alone? Well, do, does God count? <laughs> He's always there, apparently. <laughs> yes. Like, there's a side night in Happiness comic yeah. where this couple's, like, in the park and they're getting written, and he wants to have sex. And she's like, we can't. God's watching. And then they pan back and there's God behind the bushes going, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, growing up, I always felt like, I, I, again, I don't know, I'm guessing you're not too religious. Well, I'm more than you think. More than you think. Okay. So I just remember growing up and, because um, I was religious growing up, I, I always heard that and that always kind of freaked me out a little bit. It was just like, wait, he's watching me? Like, I'm I'm pooping right now. Why is he watching this? <laughs> right. And it's supposed to be like, I guess, the good way of the boogeyman thing where it's just behave because just because we're not looking at you, watching you doesn't mean you get to act up someone else is watching you as well yeah it, it's just really i was like wow that's creepy <laughs> no actually i am a. I i'd still go to church i just mm-hmm. uh have no nothing off limits when it comes to my sense of humor got it yeah okay. you're, you're just you're you're um religiously blasphemous yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i like it. <laughs> it it's it's funny if it's true <laughs> so that was actually pretty good even if it's from a competitor, well, it's Blech. different category. It's okay. I'll yes. let it go. <laughs> We're in the same distributor house. It's it's fine. <laughs> I'm gonna say, isn't technically everybody a competitor? Yeah, everyone is, but there's some that are like more. It's it's like it, it's because we work with a certain distributor and they they distribute a bunch of different brands. So it's like okay, we'll play nice with that one. Right. It's like, like if you're the second number two contender in the UFC, you don't have to worry about the guy that's like the number twelve versus yeah. maybe the top. The mid third, fourth, and fifth guy. Yeah, exactly. It's really. I'll be honest. The main one is Bud. Like that's the one everyone's going after since they kind of set the price for everything. Right. The Evil um, Empire. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and uh, I thought it was maybe just my company that felt that way, just because it's like okay, we're we're competitive and we want to 
we want to do do everything we can to surpass them, but it's like, well, it's across the board. Everyone <laughs> seems to have it in for them. Right. Well, because they're using a lot of their money to try to keep smaller breweries down mm-hmm. to, and either force them to go out of business or just fold under their umbrella. Well, I've also seen this thing called, um, they call it a brand killer when I was still working at BevMo. Um, remember when all those pumpkin beers started to show up? Yes. So Anheuser-Busch had their own version of that. And I called it, it was called a brand killer because, um, it was super cheap. It was cheaper than everything. It was like five ninety nine for a six pack, which nowadays is almost unheard of. So when all those beers were coming out, a lot of them were kind of pricey, like nine, $10 range. Um, uh, like dogfish had like a really popular one. I think it was called pumpkin... Pumpkin, I think that's what it yeah, was called. Yeah, pumpkin. Yeah. Anyway, so all these were coming out. Every craft company's coming out with one. It's like, hey, try this style out. Bud thinking like, okay, we'll put this out. If you like it, you're just going to buy that one since it's cheaper than all of them. If you don't like it, oh, it turns you off of that type of beer forever. Right. Yeah, so they, they'll pull shit like that. Right. Well, there's a, a liquor store that I drive by. And they have a big sign facing the freeway, craft beer sold here. Mm-hmm. And there's four label, four logos from four different breweries that are all under the Budweiser umbrella. Let me guess. It's uh, Golden Road? Mm-hmm. Kona? No. No. Who else would be under there? Go- Goose Island? <laughs> Goose Island, that's it. And there's a couple others, but yeah. So yeah. basically, but they're still, and that's the problem because it's, that's why Bud wanted to buy them because they wanted to be able to go to places and say, mm-hmm. hey, we have craft beer. Mm-hmm. I feel like you might be more in tune with this. How do smaller breweries feel when like another one gets bought out by like a bigger company? It's it's like um, Anakin joining the dark size. Uh, they've become the very thing they've sworn to destroy. Okay, yeah. Yeah, strong reference. Well, that's the thing. Like, I know Stone is like not happy whenever that happens. Right, and as as noble as Greg Cox causes mm-hmm. in suing Keystone for the logo thing, mm-hmm. he's also kind of being a little douchey about it too. Yeah, because for some companies, like that might be the best option for them. That that's my thing. I'm like, yo, they're just trying to keep their business going. Right, like uh, Ballast Point. Yeah, they. People say they sold out. The term they used was partnered up with Constellation Brands. Mm-hmm. And they had kind of wanted to uh, and it, not just make beer, but they also wanted to go into the spirits, make rums, make bourbons. Oh, yeah. No. And their, their rums and bourbons are actually really, really good. Yeah. I mean, that's a case where I, uh, even though they are a competitor, I'll admit their quality hasn't dropped. Like, the only complaint I would have for them is it's fourteen ninety nine for a fucking six-pack. <laughs> right. And their quality kind of has dropped. Oh, really? Because going to mass production, they switched from using real fruit in their Sculpin stuff and different beers to the oh. extracts. Oh, okay. It's been a while since I've had one, so. <laughs> Which is a good and a bad thing because when you're, you know, if you ever gone to the store and buy fruit... You know, like a bunch of grapes. You can eat one grape and it's the best grape ever, and the next one is sour. You don't know what you're getting. So when you're brewing a beer with real fruit, it's kind of along the same lines. You don't know what the final product is versus if you use extracts. Right. It's not going to be as fruity tasting, but you're definitely going to you're a little more control over the end flavor. Right. When you're looking to hit that many people, everything's got to be consistent. Yeah, it's the yeah. quality versus consistency yeah. idea. Yeah. That is the one thing where I'll give... Bud Light some credit. It consistently tastes the same, but I mean it consistently tastes terrible. So <laughs> Right. And it, I mean it's it's the McDonald's of yeah. beer where it's like you know what you're you know what it's gonna taste like every time. 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get that taste of blood in your mouth that you want a Big Mac yeah. or a Coors Light, and then you go and get it, and you're like, you know what? I kind of regret that. Yeah. By the way, folks, that's not like because I work for in the industry. Like I felt that way way before. <laughs> I no. Yeah. I'll. I mean. I'll, yeah. I'll go on record and say that Bud Light is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like I. I don't. I mean, like, I like the design of their packaging. Their 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 commercials are cool sometimes, but taste wise, like yeah. I I don't under I don't personally understand it. Like that it's just like this like good old boy standard. Well, like when I was younger, you used to be able to get you know a thirty pack for nine ninety nine. Yeah, crazy. And, and you know, I mean, you still have to, you have to drink a lot to get a lot more than you know those to get drunk than some of these ones beer. Yeah, but that that's one of those weird cases where it's like I guess Bud Light is a session beer because you can just drink all of those and is that what session means yeah like drinking session that, oh. that's the best way to like ex- simplest way to explain it yeah it's just kind of like you can sip on it all day and you won't get completely hammered usually yeah. lower in abv yeah oh yeah easier to drink a lighter texture not as uh dense as an ipa yeah those styles are usually some type of lager but uh, i've seen other companies kind of experiment with like other styles to make it a little bit more approachable well that, that's the good thing about those it does get people if you can make a sessionable let's say ipa it does kind of introduce people I'm like okay that's your starter ipa maybe you can start trying all this other stuff right like mm-hmm. the first time i went to stone brewing sat in at the they have a square bar mm-hmm. and sitting there at the i was at the end and this guy comes up he i don't want to generalize but this guy definitely looked like he'd rather be at a barbecue or something like that drinking bud light like the only reason he was there was because his friend said we're gonna go get beer and he's like count me in okay so he came up and he asked the you know guy serving the beer he's like can i get a Coors light at st- at stone at stone and I have to commend the guy because this was Did back at the point just where send they send the security on him and just fucking. <laughs> no, the guy actually was polite, okay. and I was shocked. Like he didn't get punched, so he just basically was like, "No, we only sell the beers that we make here." Uh, and he was okay. like, "Well, just give me something light." And he's like, "We really don't yeah. have anything." <laughs> and he pointed to what I had, mm-hmm. and I was drinking one of their their anniversary IPA at the time, which is notoriously not light. No, no. And the the sad part of the, about the story is. He got the beer and walked away, and I wanted to watch him take a drink and see the look on his face of instant regret, <laughs> but I didn't get to see that. Yeah. It, it's out here in California, at least, you definitely see a shift that like people are going toward uh, different flavor profiles. They want to try something newer or more exotic, just not you know, your typical Bud Light or Budweiser. See, I... I kind of think it was the opposite. Really? Like, well, no, 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 I'm sorry. Not, not in that one. I was going back to Danny's story. Oh, oh, um, I, I kind of wanted to see the opposite where like you just changed that dude's life for just sitting. <laughs> like <laughs> now, now he's just, he just got the twirly mustache. He only drinks like, like organic coffee. <laughs> like he just, <laughs> you just straight up ruined he, him. For he left crap. his family and moved to San Diego just for <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That coming to Jesus moment. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> right and he's the guy like just shaming everybody um no yeah shaming everybody for their poor choices and um their beers <laughs> yeah just uh, and, uh, yeah i want to i just want to know now like i want an update like please dude like random dude at stone like just check in with us yeah. and just let us know how you're doing now see this is how fan fiction gets written <laughs> <laughs> Because if we if after a few more beers, 
he's um the guy that poured him the beer and they're sitting in the back room making out oh yeah see no but that's that's not until like page 37 <laughs> you know it, it's just you it, there's a slow burn of this danny like you have to understand like well, no no i was more talking about the slow burn of we haven't had enough beers yet <laughs> <laughs> we've tried what how many three types three so far three yes. so far okay all ipas we'll have to move on to a different style next yeah, yeah. we'll get to that um but here's the thing i know people are you know going toward like trying new things all the time like bouncing from brewery to brewery but i've also seen like oh i hate seeing the opposite where it's like they think that's the only kind of beer where it has to be this double barrel aged special release or whatever uh i saw it a lot i saw it a lot at bevmo where um it's like oh it's only this abv that's not beer that's this like it, it was like real like elitism and like really just snobbery at its finest basically. oh yeah i mean yeah. anything like this there's going to be a snobbery level and i saw a thing and it was talking about the difference between a beer snob and a beer connoisseur mm-hmm. and it was like the beer snob brought like a, ha- a, a th- couple day old growler to a party and is like forcing everyone to uh drink some of drink an ounce of it to yeah. s- and extolling the virtues of you know farm sourced grains and all this stuff yeah versus the aficionado that will you know he goes to the beer store and picks up what he wants and maybe a 12 or for the party of something mm-hmm. that he probably wouldn't drink but he knows that people there will like it yeah i definitely went through, through that uh, beer snob phase the, the more like there was a it was like peaks and valleys but anyway uh while i was at bevmo i kind of built up to snob and then came back down because after a while i was um what, what did it in for me was uh I, I used to be one of those guys i was like it has to be a double ipa or the special release or whatever and then i came back down after um a while just because it was kind of like palate fatigue like everything started tasting the same after the while it was either super hoppy or super um you know how those stouts get like real chocolatey caramel like it nothing tasted like you know like a lager it it didn't feel like a beer anymore it was almost like syrup in some cases right and there's a a term for those stouts okay pastry stout yeah (laughs) i like that um it's very true yeah it and a lot of them have you know basically it's liquid donut where you get vanillas and chocolates and i think rogue had like a voodoo donut beer yeah they did a collab with voodoo donut (laughs) and then a a bottle logic oh they did too no no they didn't do a direct one but a lot of their beer of the months for their um club Mm -hmm. which those are kind of getting out of hand but real quick um so basically, like the last one was Neapolitan ice cream flavors. They had two different ones. It was like a strawberry and vanilla and then a chocolate <laughs> one. And like if you went to go pick it up, they had somebody there selling ice cream so you can get ice cream shakes, milk, that's like actually, beer floats. That's actually not bad marketing to be honest. <laughs> no. Like there's one that they came out with in February called Jam the Radar. Mm-hmm. It's a bourbon barrel aged raspberry stout. That tastes like a raspberry truffle. See, again, that's one, like, you would probably see it in a 22-ounce, and I'm like, yes. I cannot drink all of that by myself. Like, no. Yeah. And there's a comedian who kind of became a beer blogger, uh-huh. and he has a he has a thing where he sold shirts, and one of the shirts was, smash the pastryarchy. <laughs> but I'm kind of getting away from, like you said, I'm getting away from, that. my top shelf of my fridge, if I wanted to sell it on the second-hand market, I could probably put down a down payment on a nice car. Holy crap. Beers that I've sold, I bought for 25 to $30, I can sell for $200 or more. Jesus. For people that live in other states. Yeah, because I used to collect those like Firestone ones. I still have some, actually. I got to 
unload that somewhere. But I had like I have like from eleven to eighteen, I wanna say. The um the Firestone anniversaries. Okay, yes. Yeah, and I had um because I was it at Bevmo, I'm like, well, I got access to this nice wooden case that they came in. I'm just gonna go ahead and take that. <laughs> <laughs> or you can just have what's known as a vertical party. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I've uh, been to a vertical party for yeah. Firestone, actually. Well, Daniel, why don't you explain what a vertical is for our uninitiated listeners out there? So, a vertical is like for the, I'll use your beer for example, the Firestone anniversary beer. When there's mm-hmm. a beer that's pretty much the same beer released every year, you save up a few of them, and then as you drink them in order. It's a that's basically what vertical is known as, right? And you get to see how it kind of changed from year to year, and you get to compare and and then it being in the bottle, it's changing also. Yeah, you basically really get to nerd out on beer. <laughs> it's like the equivalent of when um, I guess wine connoisseurs are like, oh, this nineteen seventy eight Chateau de whatever. Yes, and you, <laughs> and you get to use fancy terms like mouthfeel. Yeah. <laughs> I almost said that earlier when I was describing this one. I was like, how much of a douche do I want to sound like right now? Yeah, we would have <laughs> definitely made fun of you for that. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, you pull out the Twilby, Trilby and... Uh, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, where's your Dragon Ball Z Hawaiian shirt right now? Jesus. So, um, confession. Uh-oh. I thought it was cool to own a Wolverine Hawaiian shirt for a while. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Wait, Come how on. how long ago was that? I was early twenties. Oh, okay, that's, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, yeah, that's that's fine. that's forgivable. What, yeah. Was that what? We good? Yeah, we're good. Okay, I heard like a a stop. Anyway, um, but okay, that's forgivable. Twenty when you're in your early twenties, that's fine. I think everyone had that phase. Yeah, and I ended up donating it to the Salvation Army, and I was somewhere, and I saw one, and I'm like, is is that mine, or does there a second <laughs> one exist in the wild? <laughs> I'm sure that like there's more than one because I still see those types of shirt types of shirts at like conventions. Yeah, I've seen the same one at a convention. Yeah, and I was just like I I don't know, man. Like, but here's the thing though too. I just wasn't wearing it to like go to like McDonald's. I mean, I would wear it to nicer places because it was a button up shirt and it was nice. <laughs> it had a collar and everything. Yes. <laughs> I'm so well, Hawaii, ashamed. Hawaiian. Wait, hear me out, Jason. Hawaiian Wolverine shirt with a blazer. <laughs> I will fight all of you in that booth right now. That hurts me just, like, honestly, I'm offended just thinking about it. And then it would go with a nice pair of cargo shorts. I will <laughs> fight you, Justin. And, that's, and, that's Jason's trigger word, fedor- cargo shorts. The, the fedora or the trilby. Yeah. With with the mall ninja sword. There is a- the back. <laughs> okay, so lots of misconceptions right now. There is a difference between a fedora and a trilby. Oh, I, know. No. I know, that's why I use the words interchangeably. Fedora yeah. trilby. Yeah, well, because some like people still call it a fedora. I'm like, no, this is a trilby. So, speaking of Reddit, though, there is a there is a Mall Ninja subreddit. Oh, I follow all of those. Like <gasps> Mall Ninja so uh, Master, forgive me. That's a that's an awesome one. Oh, the one that you just put us on Instagram. Oh, wait, wait, no, no. I think it was in the Geek Offensive chat that we're who put in McDojo Life. Oh, that was me. Okay, can you please talk about this? Yeah, so McDojo Life. It's actually um, well, at, it's probably a Reddit. But it's also uh, on Instagram. It's just bullshit martial arts and people playing around with like mall ninja swords. <laughs> you know, have you seen those um, those demonstrations where it's like I can knock you out with my mind? Yes. Yeah. So it's full of those, and they're hilarious. <laughs> the only thing missing is like an actual fighter walking in and like, okay, let's see if this works. Let's go. <laughs> right, kind of like the um, MythBusters. 
they actually have to test it in real life to see if it works or the sports science on espn I need this to happen now. I've definitely seen like local news reporters go in and try it, and like nothing happened. <laughs> and their excuse is always like, "Well, they didn't believe." Okay, then I'm fine because I'm invincible to your style. Because I don't believe that shit. <laughs> right. That's like you know. I still got presents from Santa, but I didn't believe. <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, this is from Avery, right? Yes. Yeah, this was one of my favorites when I first got into a craft beer out of Colorado. Yeah, this is their um, El Gose. It's a ooh salt. Like Goses are usually w- Germany wheat beers. Yeah, I don't go- mean Germany like the country. I mean Germany, I guess, in general style. Yeah, Germanistic. Yeah, and they're like uh, they're they're, they're kind of like a sour. This one. Yeah, this one is a sour. Yeah, it's a germ. It's like a weedy sour that's uh, brewed with uh, sea salt and lime. Generally, you can add other fruit to add more complexy flavors. But it's this is definitely for me. This is my session beer of choice. Ah, oh, see, that's um, and most people I feel like sours are like a hit or miss. Like they either love them or hate them. I personally like them, but I like that it's in a twelve ounce can, not like a fucking fifth of like. Yes, it's not yeah, a wine bottle. Exactly. Um, but no, this is actually nice, too. And I feel like with a lot of sours, people expect them to have some, like, some sweetness to it. This doesn't really have that kind of quality. No, and the Gose style isn't a very sour beer. It's probably the least sour of styles out there. There's other yeah. ones where they're like, basically, it's just wild yeast. Yeah. And it just, however it ends up. Mm-hmm. And that's um, the brewery out here in Placentia. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've been out there. They've actually had to open a second location because oh. of their sour beers. Oh, nice. Because they have they made another, uh, I guess, section called Offshoot, where they just do IPAs and stuff for the most part. And that's because the yeast and the bacteria from the sours would infect their IPAs. Oh, wow. Okay. So is it just sours at that uh, particular pretty location? much yes. oh okay. i mean well they brew them but i mean they bring them in you can go if you go to the main location yeah yeah right off the 57 yeah and that's the thing it's like they're so close to each other it's not like an issue of like will they taste the same right they, yeah and you know right now within walking distance and i don't mean like everything's walking distance if you have the time i mean like within a mile and a half ish of bottle logic there's probably six or seven good breweries right there. Yeah, I mean, then um, Chapman Crafted, like, right here, too. Yeah, it's Chapman Crafted's right here. Yeah. They have um, Hopperazzi. They have Green Cheek. There's um, another one I always forget the name of that's just, like, on the other side. Like, literally, Bottle Logic is here. Probably, I don't know, less than a football field away is Hopperazzi. Oh, I didn't realize it was that close. Okay. Yeah, it's in it's in the next shopping center. Oh. Yeah, but it's at the end of the shopping center. And then the so next shopping like, center over is another brewery. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the maybe two blocks it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing like how like how now orange county is like that's kind of the newer scene. it is turning into that like uh, for a long time it was just san diego like you would go down that beer highway and like just try everything down that way i don't recommend drinking and driving i'm saying take a taxi or charter yeah, bus that, that, that was a colloquial <laughs> yeah. name yeah you're not saying to drink and drive yeah you, you might spill yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, God, I want to spill my road beer. And it, <laughs> but uh, no, Orange County is quickly turning into that. Like, And uh, it, it just kind of, you, you could actually almost do your own beer tour out here. I don't know if you've had a chance to do that with your show or not. Or No, we usually, like, uh, the only time, we've done a couple, like I went up to visit Sean in Ohio and we ended up going to Michigan. 
mm-hmm. and we hit up founders and a couple um oh, okay yeah there's a brewery out there actually him by him that's my favorite brewery ever what, it's, what's um, it called father john's father john's it's in the basement it- of an old like brick church <laughs> that sounds amazing it is so they have really good food really amazing beer and they tie into the theme so you go to the table and there's like those old hymnals from like the 70s sitting on the table jesus and like their beers and stuff all kind of are themed into religious names and stuff and so when you walk in you're like in the foyer area and you go downstairs to where the in the basement where the brewery and the restaurant is or you can go upstairs and they actually have the sanctuary where you can get married and then have oh. your reception down in the brewery uh, what uh, I, I notice, like craft breweries get like I get the people that run them at least are attracted to aesthetics like that. I wonder what that is. I mean, there's something about the culture that just nerds. It, it, yeah. uh, <laughs> well, no, I think it's well, it's part of that is part of it, it. It's you're right, it is part of it. But I also think it's also part of like the exotic. You know, it's it's part of the offshoot sort of culture, right? Like it's it's this is what people are usually about. Now, like, I have all of these craft things, right? Like, everything's handmade. Everything's mm-hmm. more personal, you know? And, and I think that's why craft beer appeals to a lot of people. Because instead of, you know, let's say, for example, like Budweiser, it, it, it's kind of like this faceless sort of thing. But when you go to a brewery, it's, uh, well, I get to meet the guy who made it. I, mean, I get to meet the woman who, who created the idea for it or something like that, right? So, like, there's more of, like, a personal exotic touch to everything, yeah. And another cool thing about going to breweries is if you don't think you like a beer, it's probably because you haven't, you're looking in the wrong place, basically. You know, it's like wine or anything like that, where there's enough variety where there's probably something you like. Mm-hmm. Like my wife, if she was in here, if I gave her any of these IPAs, she makes the best bitter beer face. <laughs> <laughs> but there's breweries that we go to where she legit likes the beer there. Well, I feel like every one I've gone to has at least like 10 to 12 ready to go for tasting. So, I mean, you, you've got, you could probably find at least statistically, you could find like one of those that you'd like, right? In theory. Yes. Okay. But, uh, no, I mean the, the variety is huge. Like, um, and I'm it also depends to... on the brewery. Cause like if you go to like green flash or green cheek mm-hmm. or stone, they kind of lean heavily towards IPAs. Right. And you have like, um, Gunwale Ales and Costa Mesa that deals a lot of like farmhouse mm-hmm. weedy type beers. Bottle Logic, they do like, um, they have a really good Berliner, Berliner Wies, uh sour beer along the lines of a Gose, but not quite a sour, more fruit based. Mm-hmm. And then they have their barrel aged stouts. Right. So it just depends on the brewery, a lot of sours, you know, and farm barrel, like the farm styles or the farm style sours. Yeah, it's so much easier to find out what they're into, like uh, what they're known for rather. Um, I, oh, I actually did want to ask you this. So when it comes to these, all these like craft breweries, there's definitely, I don't want to say a hierarchy, but there's levels. Like there's, you know, Chapman crafted and then there's like stone and then, and then there's like the major ones. You know what I mean? Right. No, no. I mean, cause like stone did a lot of work and they opened or, a facility. They have facilities. Or Sierra Nevada or right. New Belgium. Like, right. But they was going to say Stone has like a facility in Virginia mm-hmm. and they have one in Europe, in Germany, yeah. so yeah. that they can distribute across the country without their beer going bad. Mm-hmm. Because the amount of time it would take for them to put it on a truck and get it to back east, would ta- the beer would basically go bad and it wouldn't taste like how they wanted it to. So, but, so Stone is on a national level. Mm-hmm. You can't find Bottle Logic 
right on the national level yeah you're not going to find chapman crafted in like florida right yeah but uh no i'm wondering is there do the really small guys like get get along well with the slightly larger craft guys or is it kind of the same thing where it's like oh you sold out no i think if they're doing it on their own it's kind of very punk style kind of like how yeah. um bad religion punk band still but then um brett gurowitz made um epitaph records okay and so then he by his power was able to sign smaller punk bands to labels and get them touring and get them deals and get fair deals same thing with um as much as people hate them uh mm-hmm. no effects right and fat mike you know with his fat records yeah you know so they can sign smaller b- bands and get them known so the same thing with like stone like i said stone has a distribution company mm-hmm. because we have so many archaic beer laws that are still set from prohibition pretty much yeah um and one of them is you can't distribute your own beer you have to go through a third party distributor as far as i know u.s is the only one with the three-tier law and it's a lot of suppliers don't get me wrong our distributor's great but it would be easier if we didn't have to deal with it right and that's where stone stepped up and said you know what we already have the trucks we have the money let's make our own company yeah let's get you Let's get this little tiny brewery that's down in Oceanside or San Diego or somewhere down there. Let's get you in Orange County and Los Angeles County. Yeah. I mean, it's, they're not going to Florida, but they're definitely going outside of their little pocket area. Yeah, that's kind of a weird law where it's like, oh, you're not supposed to distribute your own, but if you start your own distribution company, then you can Right, do and the that. same thing, yeah. too, is <laughs> like there's a uh, distillery in San Francisco, Seven Stills. Oh, yeah, I've heard guys, of them, yeah. They're home brewers. And then, like, basically, because whiskey is made from the barley and mash, basically from beer. But people would use cheap stuff from, like, Budweiser. Mm-hmm. And then these guys are like, wait, we're homebrewers. Let's use our stuff. Let's make So they have, like, different, uh, more complex flavored beers, like oatmeal stouts and IPAs and stuff. But they also started making beers. Yeah. So they actually started selling the beers that they based the uh, whiskeys on. You can buy the beer, whiskey, beer or whiskey from them and have it shipped. But they can only ship it to California and like Nevada and Arizona or something like that. Like they can't. Oh, okay. Like if you live in other states, it's illegal for them to ship it. Huh. I wonder what the logic is behind that law. Just you can't. <laughs> Prohibition. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> like it's actually like real fuzzy. Like uh, not that I've done anything illegal at work, but it, it is really fuzzy when you ask like, hey, is this legal? And then you'll get like a hundred answers, like a hundred different answers like saying basically answering in the way of no but or yes if you do this right and so there's a lot of people that do beer trading and they they'll ship stuff Mm cross-country you know barbecue sauce and things like that (laughs) but uh yeah well again back to like that not the hierarchy is weird right but it's no a lot of the bigger breweries support the smaller breweries okay and they work together and because I, I feel like Sierra Nevada is another good example. They do a lot of collaborations. Do they still do that uh, beer camp? Yes, they do. Yeah. Once a year. And um, this year they actually did it around the world. They had brewers from, you know, that have never had beer available in America. Oh, okay. From like different European places. Got it. Okay. So it's it's behoven to them to have the beer, the craft beer market be um, bigger. Like to have a lot of more um, variety. Yeah. Because then it just... If, if if you can go down the street and buy a beer and you're like, well, I like the style, and then you're at the store and you're like, well, they don't have the company, but Sierra Nevada makes a similar style or Heineken makes, you know, a brown. Like if you, mm-hmm. you know, you go to a brewery and you're like, I really like this brown, I'm going to buy a Newcastle. 
Mm, got it. Okay. Um, okay. Well, speaking of variety, let's check this next one. All right. right Wait, here. hold on. Was that it? Okay, I'm nervous about this one. There is a picture of bacon and eggs on the beer. Well, it's misleading. <laughs> it's this is a- not not just bacon and eggs, an anthropomorphic bacon and egg. Yes. <laughs> this is from a pizza port based in uh they actually have multiple locations. Okay, I like their beers. Okay. And they um they actually it's kind of cool they have each location has its oh, own noticeably darker. Has its own brewer. <laughs> so they have different styles of beers okay. made at each location, but it's it's a coffee. Um, it's called Bacon and Oh, it is muesli. Okay. Bacon and Eggs Imperial Coffee Porter. So this is right up my alley cuz I drink an unhealthy amount of coffee every week. Yes. The fun part is, you know, Saturday mornings going out to breakfast and drinking about a, a half, at least a half a pitcher of coffee. Yeah. And then going trying to sit through a movie without having to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and no, right. Nothing's more fun than watching uh, The Force Awakens and then when they discover the Millennium Falcon, realizing you have to go to the bathroom <laughs> and not I wanting to miss anything. That's the worst. I would have just went right there. That's it. I was I was at a fancy theater and didn't want to get kicked out. <laughs> my, wife, my, wife, my wife would never... <laughs> In his Wolverine Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. No, no, I just, I love that there was like the thought process behind it, you know, like, oh, but it's the fancy theater and I don't like, if, well, they did have a bottle. I want them to let me back in here, you know? Yeah, right. No, it was, it was the El Capitan in Disney. I didn't want to get thrown in Disney Oh yeah. Jail. There's no way. Yeah. Okay. So for me, I, I have one word for beers like this and that's dangerous because this tastes just like a cup of coffee to me. Yes, it's, it's smooth and very coffee-like. It's And it smells like black coffee. What's the ABV on this Eight. sucker? Eight. Jesus. Okay. Yeah, this is a you drink till you can't feel feelings anymore. Yeah, I might have to take a cab home. <laughs> That's what, four or five styles in? Okay. Something like that, yes. <laughs> but yeah, they also go even more advanced with the breakfast stouts, mm-hmm. where they make it with uh, oatmeal. Yeah, I've had a few of those. Um, I like the one from Sam Smith. Uh, it's like a British brewery. Yes. Yeah. Um, but no, th- those are actually, uh, those got real popular when I was still at BevMo. Those were taken off. I mean, San Francisco in general is like huge on the craft beer. But that particular style and that particular beer just took off like wh- while I was there. Right. And going back to a conversation we had off air, I just wanted to say, um, um, actually, they- <laughs> <laughs> dang it. They, they, do um, make, uh, actually- they do make beer with milk. Oh God! Okay, so I was <laughs> milk uh, stout. Is that they basically like? Well, there's um, milkshake IPAs, and they have um, the milk stouts, and basically they use the sugars in the milk, the lactose, the sugars in the lactose to activate the yeast to create the alcohol versus adding other sugars. We were having a conversation off air because we were talking about the like the phenomena of um actually. <laughs> you know, like it, it, it just, it, it's this thing where I don't even think most people do it like consciously. It's just because it's wrong and in their heads they think it's wrong. So they want to correct you. Well, right? I think it comes from the thing where it's like a nerd can finally show like, oh no, this is where I'm better than you. <laughs> right. We've been, at least we're a little bit older. We're not in the generation where nerds were accepted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, yeah, and I think I think that kind of lends to to like to to my ability to um actually people. I was really embarrassed and I was telling the story off air that I um actually somebody on their own show uh like while I was like a guest 
like on another podcast. What show and what minute so I can send people there? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think it's released. Jason yet. was an a hole on this. Show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no. But like in the moment, I was like, and I just realized I I'm actually do on your own show, <laughs> and like they just lost it. And but it's, I don't know. I think a lot of the time, I, I mean, speaking personally, it just comes from a place where like, wait, no, that's incorrect. I would like for you to have the correct information. It's not like a oh, I know more than you, but I but Justin, I do agree. Like I think that that kind of factors in with some people. Yeah, I definitely saw that a lot with uh, even in beer where people were like, if if you just heard like a casual say like, oh, Blue Moon's the best craft ever, then I'd immediately hear someone go, um, actually, right, Coors owns it. No. <laughs> but the other thing too is most of the time the um actually isn't just subconscious but it's also from a place of look i'm going to tell you in a friendly way mm-hmm. so that you're not mocked in public by yeah. somebody you know you know waving their trilby scratching their neck beard pulling their mall sword out at you mm-hmm. the mall sword's still my favorite it's so freaking true though <laughs> some of those uh, knives are yeah. ridiculous and i love that i just love looking through that subreddit and like seeing what people think is cool you know what I mean? Because like it, it, you know these like the Mall Ninja subreddit, like it's it's a specific aesthetic, right? Like you have to think that this is cool in order for somebody to design this for somebody like you. <laughs> well, it's shiny and potentially could be sharp, but probably not because we don't want you to get hurt and we don't want to get sued. Yeah. So then, like, you wouldn't even be able to sharpen ninety nine percent of these things in the first place. Yeah, I have some crazy like ninja star thing that is just not practical at all. It it kind of works like um just like a pocket knife, like you press a button it folds out, but it's just shaped like this crazy ninja star and I'm like I'm never going to have to use this <laughs> like ever. Right. And with the mall the mall swords, I'm one of those where I like those look pretty cool, but not cool enough for me to uh make a transaction and own it. Right, like, because because yeah. we're, if you think it's cool, that's great. But like, then when you buy it, you're going to be forcing other people to think it's cool as well, you know. And I think that's the problem, you know, because you can't, you can't like bring this to show and tell at work or something <laughs> like that, you know. Wait, you have show and tell at work? I mean, I might. What? <laughs> Wait a goddamn minute! No. <laughs> that's when Jason comes in with a suit and a trilby and then his sword. <laughs> Mall sword. (laughs) Well, you are studying girls. I learned the way of the blade. (laughs) Yes. No, that Reddit, it's just full of those. And then, um, what's the other one I look at? Incel Tears? You heard of that one? Yes. Oh, good God. It's just gold. (laughs) And just neckbeard things? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I follow that one, too. (laughs) Um, Here's the thing about that. Like, when I was younger, like 17, 18, I was well on my way to becoming one of those but I was lucky enough that I had some good people around me to like keep me in check. Like, hey, listen, you can't get a date right now, but you'll be fine. <laughs> right. And we actually talked about this a couple weeks ago on one of the episodes of my show where I probably... We was... are adults on Hoppy Head Productions. You can find on iTunes. <laughs> Google. <laughs> uh, Podbean. <laughs> but um, I had two girls call me in high school to tell me that they were interested in me. Wow, two. I didn't... No, 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 no. <laughs> Let me finish. Oh. There were girls pretending to be other girls. The, huh? Like, it'd be like a girl call up, hi, this is uh, Sarah. And really, it was like Sue calling up 
Like they were just making fun of me, basically. Oh, that's shitty. Oh, that's a sad. Well, good on you for not turning to the dark side. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Like we've 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 all. Uh, I think when when you're in geek culture, like you you dangerously flirt with that uh, with that other side of of geekdom. You know, like that like darker. Um, "Quote unquote nice guy side." Yeah, you know I was I mean? definitely one of those nice "quote unquote nice guys" for a little while. Right, I saw a thing somebody posted on a uh, Twitter that was reposted on Reddit, and it was the difference between a good guy and a nice guy is like a nice guy is good towards one person, a good guy is good toward nice toward everybody. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so I mean, I understand. Like, I wanted to, I could have joined the dark side. Like right now, I don't know if you guys are following what's going on with Elon Musk. What's going on with it? I know he tried to like come up with a solution for those saving those Thai kids in the cave. But. Right, but after that, people have been like basically issuing challenges to him on Twitter to f- support their cause with their mon- his his money. And if they don't, if he doesn't, then they're basically implying that he's not a good guy. And what? Somebody, right. And somebody, I saw a thing on Reddit about it, and somebody basically it's like, this is how you get a supervillain. Do you want a supervillain? Yeah, with that much money, and he's smart <laughs> and angry. He yes. just he. By the way, a few. Months ago, I want to say, he just, like, put flamethrowers on the market. Just saying. Cheap. Yeah. <laughs> working. So, do you, do you want to turn that guy into a supervillain? <laughs> Cheap working flamethrowers through Amazon. Yeah, and... Wait, they, through no, Amazon? Yeah, it was through oh. Amazon, yeah. And, oh, and they, my God. This originally started because people were making fun of him for the for the thing that he constructed uh, for for to save these Thai kids. Oh, like yeah. and it was like a it was like a small like craft submarine. Yeah, it was like it looked like a, a big cylinder that the um, the divers could use, so they wouldn't have to uh, give them apparatus and teach them how to do right. that. But I mean, Thai Navy SEALs are like, we got it. It's cool. But I mean, you can get mad at him for that. But I'm thinking like at least he was trying to do something. Right, but That's- then of course you always have the, you have the people that are saying, well, he wasn't really trying and didn't want to help. He was just there to get the notoriety and the publicity. Um, he's already got the notoriety. You know right. what I mean? Like, and I don't understand why people are rooting for him to fail. You know? But, yeah, because you're right. That's exactly. a super villain. Yeah. Because, you know, even if something he works on now doesn't work, mm-hmm. that sets the foundation for the technology to work years from yeah, now. Yeah, down the road. I mean, that's how we got Tang. <laughs> <laughs> Out of every scientific breakthrough. Velcro? That's what okay, you went Vel- with? Velcro, I would have accepted. Velcro Dang. is fine. <laughs> hey, man, I just, I just had to um, re- something I could relate to. <laughs> do they still sell Tang? Yes, yes, they do. Really? I haven't seen it on any shelves. When was the last time you bought Kool Aid? But I've seen Kool Aid in stores. It's, it's usually next to the Kool Aid. Really? Oh god. And I'm in like little shops all the time. I'm not always in um, just big supermarkets. So I kind of, I guess I have to really like search for it. I mean, I haven't drank Tang for years, but <sighs> I remember having it once, it's, and it, that's it. And I can't remember what it tasted. I like. mean, it's it tastes they, like science. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's how the astronauts stayed alive. So whatever. I, I guess I shouldn't be that far above it, you know, if the astronauts used it. <laughs> right, and they went to the moon. In theory. <laughs> In theory. Oh God. oh, God. Oh, no. Wait, are you one of those? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. I'm tempted to have one on the show just to see, like, what proof do you got? No, no, they don't need proof because they're like, they can say whatever they want, mm-hmm. and then they put the burden of proof on you, which is not how any kind of scientific evidence mm-hmm. works. It's like them and the flat earthers. Yes. Like, it's kind of the same thing, which you, I can't believe that's still a thing. You need to have a flat earther 
on the show. Yeah. Just like, I don't even want to be mean to them. I just want to ask legitimate questions. Do, but do we know any? I kind of go out of my way to make sure I'm not associated with anyone like that. Like, where where would you even find one? I don't know. Man. And one that would be open to a friendly conversation. Yeah. Because, uh, like, I saw a joke on Reddit. It was, uh, my uh, friend is a flat earther. He decided to walk to prove that the earth is flat. He eventually came around. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you had to put in the dad joke, didn't you? Oh, they're, the, they're the best. <laughs> It's 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 a uh, that's my homie Anthony. <laughs> You're welcome, Anthony. <laughs> let's see. All right, let's let's get one more style in here because I want to be able to like get to my car. All right. <laughs> let's see. I'll actually. You know what? This one's pretty good. It's a Belgian. Got a little bit of a cherry, chocolatey cherry taste to it. Okay. Castile. And it's it's not like Belgian style. It's also a Belgian brewery. Okay. Oh yeah, folks. That is one little thing to look for. Look for the word "style" after something, then you'll know that's not the actual thing, even if, whether it's good or not. Like it's just one of those marketing things. It's like if you hit be- Belgian style, then you can get away with people thinking like, "Oh, it's a Belgian beer." Right. It's like the difference between one hundred percent chicken and made with one hundred percent chicken. Exactly. Wait, explain that, please. So, like, if you buy something and it's 100% chicken, then it's chicken. But if you it's made with 100% chicken, that's just one of the ingredients amongst many that are in there. Dang it! <laughs> My favorite is um, uh, Beck's, because it says German style lager. But then you look at where it comes from. It's from, like, St. Uh, St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> well, the other thing, too, is going back, again, to the prohibition things. Like, a lot of, like, the Mexican lagers were brewed in Mexico, but then they mm-hmm. had to import them to a central location yeah and then sorry beer burp they uh Dude, they, i've had like eight of those throughout this whole thing no they, uh, <laughs> they uh then would be distributed throughout the country from there. yeah so you can't trust the mexicans to bring us beers apparently <laughs> well, there's, well there's a whole lot of other stuff going on with mexicans this oh man this is a delicious i almost <laughs> i almost didn't bring this in because i wanted to enjoy it by myself <laughs> well hey, you know then i appreciate that thank you brother cheers that just means i get to go buy one for myself later <laughs> That smells it smells like candy. Jason, come in and try this one. I think you'll like it. Uh, the brew is called Castile. Oh. And then, uh, wait. That's it. Is it a four pack? You buy it single. 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 All right, All right nerds, I need to try this. <laughs> Are we switching? Oh, this is great. Oh, what do you think? It does smell like candy. <laughs> but it doesn't taste too sweet. It's amazing. Wait. Uh, oh, Madriag is here in studio, too. Does he want some of this? Hold on. Oh, that is amazing. Uh, he can't hear you, actually. Like, get him to try some of this. Yeah, I'll get him to try it. Yeah. <laughs> Tell him to bring more people. We have more beers. Than no, this beer. is a great... Uh, so, I'm someone who generally doesn't like sweet beers either, but this one's actually pretty nice. It's not overly sweet, and the, um, the flavor feels feels a little more, more uh, complex. Right, it it smell like I said, it smells sweeter than it tastes. It's got that because Belgians tend to be a little more uh, sour or heavy, but this is a uh, refreshingly light and delicious. Mm-hmm. Let's see ABV on this. Numbers eight. God damn it. Numbers. <laughs> We're all you're all pushing these double digit ones, man. <laughs> no, no, we we still have the twelve ounce one to go oh, if you really want to. Please, um, please, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we still got plugs to get through. Jesus. 
when, when you're when you're a uh, ABV, it looks like a football score. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, before we end, what's the what's the highest ABV you've tried? At, uh, the brewery pushed one to like twenty and a half, twenty one, right around there. Dang, those are like utopia numbers. Yes. Ugh. But it wasn't two hundred dollars for the bottle. Yeah, which is silly. I mean, good on them for getting away with that, but like Jesus. And oh, and another uh, going back to our issue of uh, bad beer uh, things. Mm-hmm. Another one is a lot of beers that are bad have the description of smelling like nail polish or acetone. Mm, yeah, especially like when it's barrel aged. Oh, you know another one for like um, any stout or porter, soy sauce. Oh yes, yeah. That one, it's like you drink that and you're like, that is straight up soy sauce. <laughs> yeah, it's no, it's no bueno. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I think uh, we're in a little bit of a time crunch, but uh, Daniel, this was fucking awesome. Um, thank you for bringing all these beers, man. We got to have you back on. Um, where can they find you? And then uh, w- definitely plug your show. Right, right. Um, so we're under the umbrella of Hoppy Head Productions. The podcast itself is uh, We Are Adults mm-hmm. show. We're, um, you can find us as uh, Hoppyhead Productions on uh, Instagram. I did one tweet. <laughs> I, it counts, right? I tweeted. Oh, God. You have a Twitter. I, I wish, have it. You I have wish it. you guys would have seen his face, too, because he was so proud of himself. <laughs> I tweeted. Well, I a, did a Twitter. I'm a 42-year-old man, not a 12-year-old girl. <laughs> but um, Facebook, uh, Podbean, iTunes, Google Play. I'm trying to get my partner to throw us up on that. Um, YouTube's and you're, you're pretty Spotify. Much, yeah, you're pretty much everywhere you can get talking. Yes, the yeah. talking's the yeah. words. <laughs> and then uh, anything else to plug? Actually, um, my personal uh, information. Yeah, go I, for it, man. I just wanted to um, make it pretty easy. You can find me under my initials. It's um, D-E-E, E-E-E, G-E-E. <laughs> That's, Daniel, you're never allowed on the show that's ever again. like the extreme version of yours, Jason. <laughs> Speaking of which, where can they find you, JPG? <laughs> so I'm on the Ready, Set, Geek podcast. <laughs> at Ready, Set, Geek podcast. And in no other way, shape, or form am I on social media at I'm, all I'm pretty sure there's something else, right? It's... I used to actually push like my, my, my personal handle, which is at JPG. That's J-A-E-P-E-A-G-E-E. <laughs> Um, I did that. Okay, so do you do you know why I did that? Why? Uh, okay, so um, you can't have a three-letter handle on Instagram. Um, NPH actually got special permission from Instagram for that. Oh, yeah. So I like so it's four letters or more, and I'm like, I don't want to do four letters, so that I put it to nine because I hate myself. <laughs> and, and actually, um. Um, actually, I mean, I'm actually myself. <laughs> I really don't have personal stuff. I just wanted to throw JPG under the bus. <laughs> it's like you don't ever want to be on the show ever again. <laughs> Welcome back anytime. <laughs> you can I, I'm, I'm making allies with, uh, co- I mean, Anthony and uh, Justin. Uh, Anthony he's, and producer Justin. He's, got, he's, he's picked his size, Jason. Yeah, he's, yeah, don't fight it. This is like the civil war at this point. Uh, and you can find me on Instagram at Justin Malari and on Twitter at Justin underscore Malari. And the Geek Offensive has its own Twitter, blah, as its own Instagram at Geek Offensive. This is what happens when we try a bunch of high ABV beers. Anyway, this, this is show is like p- a graveyard in front of you right now. God, seriously, it is uh, a delicious graveyard. <laughs> um, this show is part of the Geek Say What Network, and you can find... Uh, 
the Geek Say What Network on all social media with the handle at Geek Say What. So we're on your Facebook, Twitter, MySpace, Zanga, Friendster, Neopets, Club Penguin. FarmersOnly.com. FarmersOnly.com. Ooh, actually, that reminds me. I need to get on that. Uh, <laughs> just a geek offensive profile. What the hell is this? <laughs> um... Don't forget to check out the other two shows. As JPG said, he's part of the Ready Set Geek podcast, hosted by himself, Alex Gullett, Cole, and Anthony. And don't forget to check out our twice-a-month trivia podcast, Geek KO, hosted by Justin Madriaga, Ish, and Sam. You can find all of our shows on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and wherever else you get your talking. So please support us. We really appreciate it. Big shout out to Wayland Productions, our associate producers, who uh, let us use the space and share equipment with us, help us sound great. You can find them at WS. And if you have uh, Alpha, you can find uh, their new audio drama, uh, We're Live Frontier. It's fantastic. Please go check it out. Next shout out goes to JordanDenay.com. Jordan Ellis runs a uh, geek apparel uh, clothing store out of Brooklyn, New York, and uh, she's also eco-friendly. So if you go to her store right now, we got a promo going on with them. Use the promo code GeekSayWhat and you get 20% off your next purchase. So buy a shirt, you heathens. Lastly, thank you to Marley Rosner, who does all the original music for the uh, network, and uh, who recently, I found out he's a professor at Cal State Fullerton, so please go sign up for the fall semester, take his class, Keep them in business. Go to Rate My Professor. Leave really weird but positive reviews. Hashtag Geek Offensive. Exactly. So please go support him. Um, Daniel, thank you again so much. I I am feeling these beers right now. Um, The intro should be fun to get through. Anyway, thank you again. Check out his show. And don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe to join the offensive. Thank you, everyone.